The bar is open and on today's episode we discuss a photographer who refuses a top award. Uh, we also talk about the uses of negative space and speed camera signs. This is really for UK listeners. Um, do you know what it actually depicts? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Photography Bar. I'm Mark, and as always, I am here with Cam. Cam, how are you doing? I am very well, thank you, Mark. Well, I say that actually, I am. I'm very well. All, all's good. I've just my hay good. fever seems to have really kicked in. Um, yes. And um, for those of you that uh, don't suffer from hay fever, you're very fortunate. But with the, the my eyes watering and nose running and it doesn't make it easy to work and it can sort of drag you down a little bit as well but um certainly yesterday it was particularly bad and um i have been taking some uh, antihistamines for it but anyway um <laughs> it, it is a problem for a photographer and your eyes are always watering but uh, uh, yeah yes it's, it's it's a pain isn't it taking photographs and your it, watery it, eyes it is um, that's right yes yeah all good all good so um yeah let, well we'll get we'll get straight into in, into the stories that we've got um I, I i read an interesting one um the other day and it was about a german photographer did you hear about this cam he, he basically this guy he's, he's called uh i i apologize if i don't get this name right but his first name is boris uh second name is eldagson so right, boris yep. eldagson yeah um he won um he, he was he was uh, a winner in the creative open category at the sony photography awards and he refused it and the reason he refused it is because he uh he created it using ai <laughs> interesting to uh, yeah everywhere now is full of ai isn't it everywhere it, well, and well it stories. is yeah it is um and he um he basically said he applied as, and this is what, this is the quote, okay? So he applied as a cheeky monkey to find out if competitions are prepared for AI images to enter. They are not, he wrote. Um, we, the photo world, need an open discussion, a discussion about what we want to consider photography and what not. Um, is the umbrella of photography large enough to invite AI images to enter? Um, or would this be a mistake? Um yeah, I, I think it's it, it, it it's opened a debate, hasn't it? Um, I mean, I'm not too sure what the image where where the AI uh, the AI is really come into. I, I guess he just created it um, with with one of these AI programs rather than taking it as a as as a photo. But um, yeah, it, it does open that debate, doesn't it? It does indeed. I mean, I've been actually um, looking at sort of some of the chat AI. Yeah. and uh options and and the reason why i was doing that it was because to basically help write blogs and articles for um my work website which yeah. i've been getting somebody else to do now uh recently and um and i can write fairly well i do you know mm -hmm. I, I i i feel i know um my, my my stuff i feel i know my subject there's always things to learn i'm always learning things so you know, to to be able to write blogs and articles for websites is quite important because it helps your Google search rankings. It helps you get found better as a business. And, and that's all very important stuff. So anyway, I tried a chat uh, AI uh, program, which is really good. However, 
what happened was that the Google, it didn't get ranked in Google because it picked up that it was AI. Oh, although, really? I'd re- although I'd reworded a lot of it, it actually picked up saying that uh, it had, it recognizes that it was from AI. Now it's obviously Google and whatever and places like that have obviously got their algorithms and they can probably figure out fairly easily. Well, why is that a problem for Google? I don't know. Well, well, no, I'll tell you why I think it is, is because they're looking for our personal thoughts and opinions. They're looking to educate people. And that's one of the way Google algorithms is moving for for websites. You know, for they're saying when you when you write your articles, you know, they've got to be really informative. So they want real views from real people, which I totally agree with. And um, the, art, the the whole AI thing, you know, is a lot of it's being frowned upon, but a lot of it, you know, but it is also incredibly clever, as we know, yeah. with, with photography. So fair play to this guy. He, he said he, 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 as you said, he went in, he applied as a cheeky monkey, as you said, yep. to find out if the competition. Well, as he paper. said, to be honest. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. That's what he was saying. And yeah. and he was saying that uh, to find out if competitions are prepared for AI images to enter. And and they're clearly not. Um now, if if you were of... to, if I may interject, that I mean, if you if you had entered a competition, a photography competition, and you took it, you know, the traditional way, I guess is 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 the way to say it, and and you got beaten into second place by an AI image, how would you feel about that? Well, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be annoyed, I'd be frustrated, and the reason, but there's there's also another reason that you can uh, um, throw in there as well is if I was to enter a competition and my image was beaten by somebody whose image was very, very heavily, clearly artworked and photoshopped, then would I, would I feel aggrieved about that? And here's where maybe mm. competition rules should maybe have clear guidelines is if AI is out there and it's involved in photography, then have an AI competition. If you're going to have a photography competition and you want it to just come images straight from camera, make sure you say that or you say, you know, there's some Photoshop that's been done in here. I think this, I think clear boundaries have got to be set because I think a lot of people will end up saying, oh, actually, hang on a minute. I entered this competition in good faith. I didn't realize that I could Photoshop this this image completely and and composite things and bring in elements that were, were never there when I shot the image. If I'd known I could have done that. I would have done something completely different. So it's not just with AI, it's just to do with editing in general, I guess. Well, I, I don't know about that because I think it depends on the competition. I guess it depends on the competition that you're that you're entering into. I mean, I've done a lot of composites and stuff in the past. I've, I've not entered them into competitions as such, but, um, you know, I, I don't, if, if, it's, if it's obviously been, <laughs> uh, if, if Photoshop has obviously been used for it, um, I, I remember um, someone was saying on, on one of my, I mean, I don't do a lot of the time punk stuff anymore, but someone I think commented or, or something on it says, oh yeah, you obviously done this through Photoshop. And I was like, yes, the, the modeling question does not have flames coming out of her hands. You know, it was, <laughs> someone just happened to say it just to have a dig. And I'm like, well, of course it is. You know, there's, there's no reason for it not. I guess the difference between that and AI is that AI hasn't had the photographic well the the the, the 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 producer of the work hasn't created it through taking a photograph i guess i think i think that's that's the problem mm. but the the counter argument i guess um is 
it depends on the type of if it's like fine art photography then actually taking the photograph is very secondary to the conceptual stuff of it yeah do you know what i mean yeah so then does does the fact that it's created by ai take away the artistic expression from it i'm not sure if it does um <laughs> it, this is this this is a difficult one because i think it's that same thing about photoshopping and editing and retouching it's the same it's the same argument don't you think um yeah, yeah. you I mean, know if, if you're if you're doing a photojournalist competition and you've you've basically typed in something on the computer to create an AI image and you've entered it into competition. I can see why that would be frowned upon. Mm. But if but this image here, uh, it's basically a black and white shot of one, I think it's one woman looking over the other one's shoulder. It is yeah. difficult to see because the article didn't really focus on the actual image straight. No, it doesn't, yeah. Um, but um, you know, it's more in the fine art world, isn't it? That that image. Is, I mean, it is a portrait, but it's there's a meaning behind it. I mean, I think uh, he he called it a certain name, didn't he? Um, I forgot. No, yeah, it was. Um, it's called. It's part of. Uh, it's a black and white photograph called uh, pseudo. I can't, I can't even pseudonomnesia. Okay, pseudonomnesia. Uh, pseudonomnesia uh, forward slash the electrician. So when he's calling it a name like that, you kind of think there is there's more to it than just two people looking at a picture. Uh, looking at looking at the viewer. Um, like I said, I haven't really delved into it that much of the actual image. It was yeah. more the fact that he refused the award that that sort of pricked yeah. my pricked prick my ears, as as it were. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say at at the time that this has all gone and it's probably possibly changed. Then he also found that the organisers really have have ignored him as well, other than just deleted from him from the from the. It says SWPA has deleted me this morning from their webpage and exhibition yeah. without further comment. Nobody from CREO was seeking a conversation with me last night at the ceremony or today via email. It is odd that they play don't mention the war and don't want to talk about the pink elephant that is obviously standing in the room. Mm. This is very short sighted. Next year, they will get floods of applications with AI images in all their documentary categories. Good luck trying to differentiate authentic photos for mid journey versus, you know, um, versus generated, you know, uh, AI AI images. Um, I've done what I could to speed up the discussion. Now it is up to you and the the photographers, media organisers, and creators to take it further. I trust in you. So this is a message that he'd that he'd put on there. Um, yeah, and, and that's what we're doing right now. I guess we are yeah. we are bringing this discussion forward. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. So it says the creative category of the open competition welcomes various experimental approaches to image making from cyanotypes and rayographs mm. to cutting edge digital practices. Yeah. As such, following our correspondence with Boris and the warranties he provided, we felt that his entry fulfilled the criteria for this category and we were supportive of his uh, participation. Um, this is says, as per the rules of the competition, the photographers provide the warran warranties of their entry, they told The Guardian. So th so they did comment and they did say that AI, actually, what he did was was perfectly fine. It did meet their criteria. But and it's did, really it, did it, though? Because I guess the argument against it is it's not his image. Um, yeah. It's his composition. But it's not. It's, this this is the fine line, isn't it? I just spoke about does it halt your creative output? But then on the flip side, you're winning the competition based on somebody else's image. And do you know what? I think this is where we're stumped for an yeah. answer, aren't we? And this yeah. is what it is about. And I think if if we have if we were to have this.
conversation and bring other people into this um competition into this conversation i think i think everyone would have a different opinion but we'd all be stumped because yeah you know, if the organizer is saying it does meet the criteria then who mm. who are we to say well no it doesn't you know because there's always going to be a what if or but this but that what if then we're sort of you know we're there's no right answer for it no i agree i think it's um it's, it's an interesting one. I don't know where I stand on it. I mean, I think AI is going to help us a lot uh, with other things. Um, but yeah, there, there's a, there's definitely a copyright issue um, with it, I guess. Um, you know, I'd be mortified if some of my images ended up in, a, in an award that someone else mishmashed from AI. And actually, hang on a minute, I took that photo. You know, yeah. Um, I, I guess there is that. I mean, there have, I guess that for, to avoid that kind of thing, there needs to be an element of um yeah a conversation with whoever originally took the image i guess and i don't know if that happened here mm. i mean this was i find this a bit more of a spoof entry anyway that just happened to win yeah uh, i think I, he was he was sort of trying it on wasn't he <laughs> yes he was uh but to, to make a point to make this exact point mm. uh i don't think he was really intended to do any copyright infringement or anything like that mm. it was just really to make this point mm. um but yeah interesting and then you know like I say, AI does help, like you like you were saying with um with, with what you're writing for Google, although it seemed to be counterproductive in the end because Google said no. It was, um, yeah. But you know, I was looking at um and I was just scrolling through Facebook and this this thing came up. Um and it's called the Arsenal. Have you heard of Ar- not the not the football team? <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's um it's a it's a bit of camera tech that fits on top of your camera and it's uh, it's AI. Now Arsenal one mm. has already come out. I think Arsenal 2 is about to come out. Um, I'm basically, in a nutshell, because I don't really understand it, but in a nutshell, it kind of, it has information about um, images taken in the past. So like landscapes and portraits and all that kind of stuff. And if you're, say, taking a landscape, it will know this this thing that connects your camera via USB. It will, it will kind of control your settings on your camera to what it knows a decent landscape should be. Yeah, I d- I've heard of this and I looked at it very briefly some yeah. time ago at the Arsenal one and my and what I when I looked into it, it it basically stores some information of previously taken photos so that when you take a photo, it will it will it will basically um sort the camera settings out won't it of your yeah. scene based around a previous image mm. um the images information that it's got stored within its settings is that right yeah so it has a database basically of what yeah. makes a good landscape or a yeah. good portrait settings wise it's not going to help you uh creatively or compositionally um but it will sort of and i'm guessing it will also take into account the the, the 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 environment that it's in so what light and all that kind of stuff but you know it knows that okay so for example a landscape if you're doing something Ansem Adams-esque I guess then it will know yeah we could need to use a, a a reasonably high aperture here we want to use a low a low um, ISO um, shutter speed needs to be reasonably high as well uh, so it's a nice crisp sharp image and that's what it will do. It'll sort those settings out for you. I'm guessing mm. that's the sort of thing. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've sort of looked up some stuff, and it, and and basically, I think what it does is, 
is it does everything for you. Um, you know, uh, it says here, I was, uh, another photographer said, how the magic of the Arsenal 2 comes in the app that automatically does everything for you instead mm. of having to download and edit the images or, or videos. For example, a time-lapse video um, that this photographer done was, was required the photographer to put the camera on a tripod uh, and then to click and then just click start and what the arsenal 2 did it was it measured the scene and continuously took six second exposures over the course of about 15 minutes then it created the video file all by itself and it says then i just airdropped it to my macbook pro it was extremely simple i'm assuming the other features do the same thing mm. processing the app saving the photographer a ton of editing time so what it basically what it's doing is it's doing all the creative stuff in camera yeah settings wise in this right yeah yeah so like i say it's, it's not going to tell you oh maybe you should turn the camera here or or use no. a different lens here it's not going to do that for you uh but yeah settings wise and colors and all that kind of stuff so it's like a really it's it's, it's a <laughs> you know like the auto function on your camera yeah it's like that but by the sounds of it it actually works yeah, exactly <laughs> that's right it, it actually does it and it creates something that it creates the finished image that's what it seems to to do and creates probably some very stunning fine yeah. images but again you know we got we you know it's that argument of well is this really photography and is photographer should we be doing this and whatever and my my view on that is that you know we can sort of be for it or against it but we know that that's the way things are moving so we may as well yeah. embrace it may as, as well yeah you know as professionals we may well you know, are we going to be sort of thinking, well, is it taking work away from us because our clients are going to be able to create these amazing images, you know, because some somebody else is doing the work for them. But it is the way that the photography industry is moving. There will always be a need for photographers, but photographers just have to adapt um, to yeah. the technology that's out there. Because remember, they're not going to stop this technology. This technology no. is only going to advance. Yeah. As photographers, I think we're better off saying, hmm, okay, right what can we do with it? What am I going to do with it to, to use it to my advantage? Um, yeah. But the whole AI thing is uh, that's, that, I it's, think that's my final thing on the, on the subject yeah. actually, is let's embrace it as photographers and let's not say that, Oh, I don't know. I think it's cheating, whatever mm. it's, it's technology that's advancing and really we should be saying actually, yeah, you know what, let's use it. It is, uh, yeah, uh, just my final point on it as well. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. The genie's out the box. So you're right. You might as well uh, sort of, yeah, embrace it. One thing I did read, though, um, uh, which I hope will put a bit of positive spin on this. Um, I read it briefly, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here. But it was an American study of um, employment structures um, in America, in the States. And they believe that there's going to be an 8 point, I think it's about an 8.3% rise of uh, jobs in the photography world, whether that's self-employed or, or or freelance. So despite all this AI, they still reckon there's going to be more work uh, between now and uh, 2031. They reckon there's going to be a rise. I mean, what happens after that? I don't know. But in the next 10 years, guys, we should be fine. <laughs> okay. Right now, we're talking about uh, AI and everything. And, and um, Mark, you were sort of saying that... Uh, that with AI, it's uh, you know it does everything for you. But as photographers, we 
you know, the, the cameras don't tell us where to exactly take the photo from. They mm. don't tell us, you know, that uh, what lens to use and and let's forget AI for a minute. Yeah. Okay. But generally you, you know, it's, it's up to you as the, as the photographer to take the best photos. It's not the camera that takes the best photos. It's you, the photographer that takes the best photos because mm. yes, you know, you can put your camera into program mode and auto mode or shutter priority, aperture priority, and it will do everything for you. It will auto focus for you. It would do everything for you to get well, there you was a some, great picture. I mean, there were some artists out there who, who use photography as a medium rather than being photographers. I mean, we had Brooke Sheldon on last year mm. and, and she was very openly admitting, look, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist who uses photography rather than a photographer. It was, was really, she just thought that that was the best medium to get her yeah. artistic expression across. So in that respect, you don't need to know all the things. No. You just need to know the things you need to, to to put your message forward. That's right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you, we can get bogged down with shutter speed, aperture. We can get bogged down with ISO, all of those sort of things. But in, in my opinion, really what people should be learning first is, is how to take a better photo, but not from a technical aspect point of view from the camera, but, but about what you're shooting, where to position the camera, where to position your camera and at what moment to shoot that picture. And the composition is key to it. And, and it, and it covers all art forms because I came across something, uh, a book cover, which is called um, The Great Gatsby. And, and obviously The Great Gatsby is an old story. Yeah. And this book cover has caused quite a, a, a reaction, a very positive reaction in, this, in the design okay. of its cover. Um, and it, say, it says that book, this a book cover is designed to both intrigue and inform. And though you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, apparently it says <laughs> we, often, we often do. That that. that old chestnut yeah <laughs> that's right yeah and it says this beautiful uh the great gadsby edition cover has a clever illustration that combines an, an excellent use of negative space mm. with super clever use of its typography that forms part yeah. of the picture um, and we'll put a link out on it and um it, it is it's such a not just because of the bright yellow cover because uh because it it, it uses yellow black and white in fact there are photography bar colors um mm. and the and the colors all look very very striking but it is very much a case of uh, a lot of negative space that's being used if i may it? just um just just mm. stop stop me for a minute there camp um just for those uh, i find it hard to believe, but just for those people who may not know what negative space is could you describe it to us? yeah of course yeah so that's what i was going to go on to it's one oh, of sorry. the most <laughs> for, common <laughs> it's one of the most common forms of composition techniques you know we have filling the frame we have the rule of thirds we have the golden ratio which is a difficult one to understand it's very much an art type thing okay and i won't even try and explain that one but most of us know what the rule of thirds is yeah which is well i'll explain it very quickly it's where your main subject in your photo is not in a central position um now negative space uh, is generally refined, referred to as the area between and around objects in a photo. Um, so what, when I look at negative space, I view it almost, I've got my subject in the photo, but the subject does not take up the main part of the picture. I've just got something else that's going on. And it could be somebody standing against a brick wall and I've got my subject bottom right in my viewfinder and the rest of the rest of the viewfinder is filled up just with that brick wall. Now, if you yeah. imagine that as being, say, a book cover, it would give mm. me the space to write the name of the book, 
the name of the author and anything else that I wanted to put on there. So a lot of adverts use a lot of negative space because negative yeah. space, they use it for um, text. But basically, but but it says negative space is the area which surrounds the main subject in your photo. And the main subject is usually known as a positive space. Mm. And you can use it creatively, uh, creatively as well. So I think a great example of it is, though, I'm sure you've all seen it. It's a silhouette of two faces looking at each other and a negative space. It looks like a vase. Yeah, there's all yeah. of this mind trickery that goes yeah. on, isn't there? Yeah. And it says that our, our brains are full of preconceived ideas about the way objects look. You know, we always think it should look a, a certain way, a certain shape, a certain color, a certain texture. Um, but photography is is about doing the obvious but it's also about doing things in an abstract way and making things look interesting and for photographers you know i've said this so many times before that people often say to me how come your photos are so much better than mine or how come your photography is so good how come your photos always look so good and i'll my, the simple answer to that is that it's just that i'll look at something in more detail than your average person would or i look at it slightly differently i'm just it's just the way that i'm observing something it's got nothing to do with how what i'm using for the for the settings on my camera at all it's purely the way that i am looking at something and i'll see it slightly differently i might come to a different angle it might be you know uh, i've got a, a, a mug here you know and I, might, and I might decide to lift the mug up or i might decide to turn it upside down i might decide to take a picture of the mug through that the handle yeah. you know and the whole it's it's basically how i look at the subject and to do something and then where i position it within my composition hmm. and negative space is something that when you actually see something that's got negative space the images look brilliant and you ask and and it's the simplicity of those images i think negative space images images that 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 define negative space always work because of the simplicity there's nothing complicated about it mm. you've got your subject you shift your subject somewhere in your in, in your viewfinder in your composition which creates a lot of other space around it yeah right look at it i think it's a very very powerful um uh, composition technique and really it's something that as photographers we should all be going out and practicing and trying that you know we do go in about filling the frame people do get you know, I've got to get my subject smack bang in the in, in the middle of the viewfinder. And that's for a lot of people. That's where composition ends. That's where their photography ends. Yeah. But that's really just the beginning of it. But that's also not to say that the best photo of a subject might be where you fill up the frame, where you have the subject smack bang in the middle. It might mm. not be negative space, may not work for it. So every rule, as I've always said, is there to be broken. Mm. The negative space doesn't work for every single image that you shoot, but it's a really powerful composition technique that everyone, anyone listening to this should be thinking, right, what is it? I'm going to have a look, find out a little bit more detail. I'm going to start introducing it into my photography because it really does make your, it's like the understanding the rule of thirds for the first time mm. when you explain rule of thirds, because once you've explained rule of thirds, you're going to focus locking, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they can focus lock their subject. So, you know, it's not smack bang in the middle, which is yeah. where most people tend to place their subjects and they focus their focus point set smack bang in the middle of their viewfinder. Mm. Mm. So really, I just want, I, I wanted to sort of bring that in because it's, you know, it, it's again about improving your photography and doing something different with your photography. And it doesn't matter whether you're a seasoned professional or whether you're just 
getting into photography if you're a real beginner my, my main thing would always be well even not even if you're just beginner even if you've been doing it for years but always concentrate on filling up the frame getting the subject pin sharp and then from there start looking at the other composition techniques as well and the golden mm. ratio i'm not even going to try and explain that <laughs> it's difficult the golden ratio it's difficult uh, audio yeah. it, it, it is that's right yeah but certainly negative space uh, is is a composition technique that uh, we should all be we should all be looking at so yeah no absolutely i mean i think um i think it, it is it is very important um to, to do um i think um it, it creates something a bit different i mean i, I guess it's it's very much used in, in in graphics um as well if you think about logos you know something as simple as the the mcdonald's arches you know it's very simple there's a lot of negative space in there or coca-cola or you know uh, and and it 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 is using that but there are some brilliant photographs out there you just got to type in um you know i don't know photos using negative space and you'll see loads of brilliant examples um of of, of what to do and, and how and, and how to do it but yeah you're right I, it you know there, there's more to life than just uh, a subject in the middle of the frame you know you use the backgrounds the background is part of the photo as much as the subject it's as important really uh because otherwise why would you have chosen to shoot that subject in that space um so there's got to be a reason for it yeah um, and and use it you know it's not something to to hide away it, it it's it's yeah yeah something, something good to use a good way of looking at it also is pay attention to adverts um like poster ads you know mm. you're driving and you see the billboards and stuff it's always a good idea to to look at those as composition guides yeah. um because usually a lot of theirs is to do with text where they've actually placed the text but mm. think of the text as just being part of the subject mm. and look at at what point at where in the advert have people used their text and what and what is in the background and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what ad it is every everyone uses it everyone uses negative space because you know you flick through a magazine and there's a picture of somebody a full page picture and there's, and there's usually some text somewhere um yeah. that's there as well um and then you'll start to realize oh yeah that's that negative that's that negative space that they're using mm. And Absolutely. then they just then they're placing text into that, but you could place a subject, an object, a person within that negative space as well. Yeah. Um, so looking at other art forms, it's not just photography. Uh, a, a lot of what I've learned in photography actually comes from art design, uh, Mark, and adverts as well, because I've always been intrigued by adverts and the way that they were done. Because I look at a lot of the work that I do for myself, and when we've done adverts for work, I've always looked at billboards to see how they've been designed. Mm. Yeah. Well. Um, uh exactly that and and especially if you, you do a lot of commercial photography as well so obviously in product photography and that's really important because you know when you're taking that photo you need to have that space around it uh for that text for the advert you know the the because it's it's not it's not a photo it's an advert so therefore it all encompasses the actual final pieces the advert not the photo so so yeah it's, yeah. it's very important it's very That's important right, yeah to do just i think to... the big yeah i think the biggest um uh well everyone knows that like the nike just do it ads everyone's familiar yeah. with that with those ads as well and um reading something here it says all the drama of action-packed sports is captured in a freeze frame image of, of of an athlete that's usually what it is you know and they've got the just do it and the uh text and the and the nike swoosh logo i guess uh, you would call it yeah um, you know, very, very carefully placed. You, everyone knows the classic um, sort of Michael Jordan basketball 
um, photo of his sort of silhouette, don't they? Of yes. His legs yeah. out wide, jumping in the air, his arms stretched out wide. You know, and, it's, and you know it's Michael Jordan. You know Absolutely. that. Yeah, that's right. That's a great example of negative space. Yeah. yeah. In the way that it's used as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So obviously we, we, we spoke about um, graphics and, um, and, and things um, in that. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of graphics. Now, this next thing I want to talk about is... Um, it's a silly little thing really uh, and maybe our international listeners may not get this quite as much so I do apologize about that but um, you know we we all have road signs in every country and one of the most infamous road signs in our country is probably the speed camera sign right yes it is yeah yeah, yeah. I wonder where okay. this is going <laughs> so so Cam what does the image of the speed camera sign depict it's a what does it look like it's a side yeah. view of a camera that's what i would yeah. say yeah um, you s- describe it a bit more yeah it's black and white uh let's just take uh oh i don't know it was it's almost like a medium format camera looking at it sideways on yeah with bellows and with like bellows. an old victorian camera yeah, yeah that's right yeah that's the best way to yeah. describe it yeah and i would suggest that 99.9% of people would would say exactly the same thing I think everyone would know what it is. Yeah. It's not a Victorian camera cam. Oh, right. Okay. This has blown my mind because right. I always thought it was exactly what you described. The yeah. side the side view of a camera yeah. with the Victorian bellows pointing to the right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's right. Not. Yes. It's right. not. Okay. Right. <laughs> so basically it's a picture of a camera, okay. a re- a, you know, a really boring CCTV camera looking straight at you. And what we assume is the bellows oh, right. is actually the arm of this of, of the camera pointing out. I'm looking at it now. I've just bought it up. And wow, yeah. that's fascinating. Has yeah. that blown your mind or what? I mean, it has. just talked yeah. about negative space, right? And this is, <laughs> I always thought it was that, you know, because it, it looks like you've got two roll, like a roll of film thing, haven't you? Yeah, that's and, right. And, yeah. But no, it's not. So it did get me thinking about other signs and stuff and, and <laughs> that's... how we... How have we done it? Um, it's, you know, it's like the, I guess, the, the workman. when It looks like he's actually holding an umbrella. Um, yeah. You know, the, the workman sign in the triangle, right? I know, yes. The umbrella. But yeah. yeah, so um, so I was reading this article and it, it, it absolutely, it blew my mind. Because um, so, I always thought it was. He goes, so in fact, it actually depicts, um, it, it actually shows a modern speed camera with two lenses pointing directly at you with the object to the side being the mounting. Uh, I mean, for years, I guess we all just thought it was a, a Victorian bellows camera pointing yes. to the right. Yeah. But, but, but no, <laughs> it, sorry. I, I just thought I'd throw it out. It's not really about photography. It's about t- uh, sinography, I guess, but I always thought that was a, a, a camera, a, that, a Victorian yeah. camera. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I did as well. That's I mean, looking at it. I think that's the way most people would look at it, even if even if they don't really. It, everyone sort of knows, don't they? Oh, the camera, you know, the top thing where you throw the cloth over your head or something. Yeah. And people, you know, even if they don't know how the camera works or anything. Um, but, you know, that goes to show how design, you know, uh, you know, could throw the viewer um, mm. and where you're going to put something in a certain frame again again they've used it in a in a creative way in an abstract way um and that's to do with design and and that's what as as photographers 
really that's it's very clever that's as, as photographers that's what we have the ability to do don't we yeah i mean <laughs> i guess it's probably not as clever as because everyone thought it was something else uh than what it actually was supposed to be um but but yeah i mean i did actually check the article as well it was it did come out on april the 5th it wasn't right. april the 1st so i did check that out as well just in right. case i was being played yeah. um but there were loads of articles regarding this and um yeah crazy stuff yeah well i was just trying to have a look at um uh what, what it, uh, i was having a look online to see what it is in the u.s but um, I'm just I'm sort of coming up with different images. It doesn't, I mean, because in the UK here, it does seem to be that classic sign, doesn't it? Yeah. But the America one is um, uh, there, there's there's all sorts of different designs, and I'm sure they're different. You know, going to be slightly different from around the world. There's some sort of one or two that are obvious, where it shows a camera with a little flash sign going off. Um, and I mean, the, the one in the UK, it's it's very distinctive. I mean, we're all so familiar with it yeah um, we know, you know exactly what it is we, we know exactly what it is and it's also got to be another reason for it to have been designed the way that it has i'm sure it's to do with people that are visually impaired as well you maybe know, um where it's uh maybe where that that they can actually make out what it is clearly mm. um because if it was just a picture of a front on camera we would all say yeah that's obvious but a lot of these designs and these signs are made obviously for visually impaired people as well. So as not to get something wrong, not to confuse something as well. Um, you know, I would have thought of something that was a much simpler in design because it's quite a confused design. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure if, uh, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how visually impaired you have to be not to be able to drive. I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's an odd thing, as I say. I I I thought it was a Victorian, yeah, a Victorian yeah. camera, but it turns yeah. out it's not. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a good um, little subject for people to go out and do with their cameras if they want something to go out and shoot. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I don't know what to go out and take pictures of. Um, think of something abstract. Go and yeah. shoot some pictures that uh, puts or put subjects in. You know, in your viewfinder where you you wouldn't normally place them in um and uh yeah i like that it's that's uh that's made me think looking at that uh at that camera sign yeah absolutely absolutely okay right then well guys um i hope you enjoyed our episode today um yeah it's been obviously i hope you found it fascinating and and do have a go at that negative space stuff um you know take your camera out this weekend um have a look at what's the negative space rather than the, the positive space and uh and yeah, have a good have a good play with that. Um, please do like and subscribe. Um, we obviously we're on Spotify, we're on Facebook, we're on all, all the socials really. Um, apart from TikTok, although I think we might be changing that soon. So watch this space, indeed. Uh, but yeah, uh, do 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 like us and subscribe, all that kind of jazz. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing or speaking to you. Listening, hope you listen to us on the next one. Bye for now. Cheers. Oh, <laughs>